Have you ever noticed how hard it can be to start teaching someone something that you are an expert in? Maybe you've done this particular thing or skill before many times, so many times that it's hard to take a step back and remember what you knew before you knew it all. This is one of the reasons why it's so hard for someone to start creating an online course. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the She's Building a Dream podcast. I'm Kristen, and I am thrilled that you are here. I've been an online business owner for over seven years, but before that, I was a teacher with a master's degree for 10. Now I focus on helping online business owners like you learn how to create and design online courses that actually get their students results, which in turn will showcase you as the expert you are, create a bigger impact, and increase your income. If you love this episode, take a screenshot and post it on Instagram while also tagging me at She's Building a Dream so we can celebrate the work you are doing. Together, we are going to ignite your passion, create more income for your family, and make a bigger impact on the world. Let's transform your life and legacy starting right now. Have you ever noticed how hard it is to explain something to someone that you have done over and over and over again? Maybe it's something you are an expert in, or maybe it's as something as simple as teaching your child how to ride a bike. And you maybe forgot about the simplest things, when to apply the brake how to go up a hill, how to ride down a hill. When it comes to course creation, it can be the same way. When you first start creating a course, it can be difficult to remember where you once were. This can happen any time that you are trying to teach someone something because you've conquered it or you've done it over and over and over again. This might even happen to you if you're teaching your child how to drive. You know, there's so many complex pieces to learning how to drive that how to drive an actual car. So it could be really hard to teach someone something because there's so many little tiny things we do that we do when we drive without even realizing that we are doing it. So that is called the curse of knowledge. The problem is that once we know something, say maybe a tune of a song or how to ride a bike or how to drive a car, we find it hard to imagine not knowing it. It means our knowledge has actually cursed us And then we have a hard time sharing it with others because we can't really recreate it thinking about where we once were. It's really hard. And there has been some studies that have been done about the curse of knowledge and why it happens and how it happens. In 1990, a Stanford graduate student, Elizabeth Newton, tried to show this curse of knowledge. And she played some simple games with tapping out certain songs, like being one person was being the tapper and one person was being the listener. So the tapper would tap out a song like Happy Birthday, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, something that a lot of people know. And the listener already knew that melody, so they were able to guess the song pretty quickly. The problem is that when somebody hasn't actually heard the song before, they can't really tap out the song well. So the listener can guess the song easily if they have kind of some knowledge base on what that song actually sounds like. And the tapper can actually tap it out easier if they know what the melody is. But if you were giving a, given a brand new song with just the lyrics, you might not be able to tap out the melody, or at least I won't be able to. So the curse of knowledge can cause you to leave out all these missing pieces that might be important for the results of your students. You might be tempted to leave out these little pieces that would actually be really helpful to them. 
And a lot of times it's the exact reason why you are struggling to create the course, because it's hard to think about where to start, because you forget what you once knew. So today I want to talk to you about some things that you can do to help this curse of knowledge, some ways that you can break things down and remember where you once were. I have to do this even in my own course when I'm teaching the Effective Course Creator students, I forget that there are some small little things that they might not actually know. And I forget that those little tiny details are things that I once didn't know either. Even recently, somebody said, how have you learned all these things, Kristen? How have you had all of these little pieces of knowledge? Well, it's because I've had a lot of experience. So the experience has caused me to build this knowledge base. And the same thing will happen for you too. The same thing happens when you are creating your course. When you're thinking about your topic of your online course, you're thinking about how you know so much about this topic, but it's hard to remember where you once were at the beginning before you knew this information. So the course that you are bringing to your students, sometimes it's hard to think about where to start. So I've got five little things that I want to share with you today to help you with this curse of knowledge so you are not held back from actually starting the course or creating the course or putting it out there because you don't know where to start. So a couple of things. One, make sure that you are speaking in a fourth grade level. Now, a fourth grader is a nine or 10 year old. So a nine or 10 year old has a different type of language than a 20 year old or a 40 year old. That means we need to use concrete language. We can't use a lot of sophisticated wording or a lot of abstract wording. So we need to break things down and speak in a fourth grade level. If you have children at home that are around that level of grade, like a fourth grade level, you can ask them, what does this mean? Using fancy wording will actually lose people and it will stop them from actually, first of all, purchasing your course. And second of all, being able to get any further in your course because you've lost them already. So we really need to be thinking about the fourth grade level. How can we speak to our students so that they can understand? This goes to show a lot of times when people are describing their niche, a lot of times they want to use these sophisticated high-level words. And what that does to our brains is makes us have to define every single high-level word before we can actually comprehend what the person is saying. So if we're spending all of our time trying to define those words, then you're going to lose us and then we won't be able to comprehend what you're actually teaching. So bring your language down. I promise you it will not make you sound unintelligent. It will actually really help your audience. So bring your language down to that fourth grade level. Also, break things down into bite-sized pieces. My program has bite-sized pieces in it for a reason because I know that I want to bring my students bite-sized pieces of information because that helps them to stop and think, reflect, and it helps them to learn and then move on to the next thing. I'm talking five to 10 minute videos in your course. Break things down. Those bite-sized pieces help them to get some footing before they can go for the bigger steps that they need to take. So in the beginning or throughout your entire course, break things down into bite-sized pieces. All of my course videos are very short and people compliment on that all the time. And it's because it gives our brain more of a chance to actually comprehend the pieces of information. And I'm not overwhelming or overloading them. A lot of times when people start creating a course, one of the things they try to do is pack a bunch of information into it. They pack a lot of knowledge into it and they think the more information I have in there, the more I can show my worth. 
but the worth of your course does not actually come down to the amount of things in your course. Because a lot of times when you put too much in a course, it actually overwhelms your students and they stop taking action. They actually don't complete the course because there's too much in there. So we really want to break things down into bite size pieces. Another thing that you can do is give examples. So when you are teaching something in the beginning, you're trying to teach something, give examples. I try to do this as much as I possibly can. I'm not the best at metaphors, but I try to be. So in the in the beginning of this episode, I said, maybe you started to teach your child how to ride a bike and you thought about the simplest things, when to apply the brake, how to go up a hill, how to ride down a hill. Most people listening to this episode probably know how to ride a bike and can relate with that. Telling that story helps you to relate with what I'm actually saying. So give those examples and share stories. If you have a story of a time when you taught your child how to ride a bike, right? You might be able to share that story. That helps things to be more concrete for people to visualize what is actually happening. And the last thing I'm going to say, which I say it all the time, is market research. I've done an episode before this about market research. Um, I believe it's a couple episodes before. We'll link it up in the show notes. But market research is incredibly important. Not only does it help you to validate your course topic and your idea, but it also helps you to get in front of your ideal audience and really learn what they are thinking and feeling and the way they are talking. When you talk to a lot of people in your ideal audience, you can see where they are at. Most times in my effective course creator program, when the students come in and they do a survey and they start talking to people, they always, almost always are saying they are surprised with the results from their survey. And that's because they are surprised with where the people are at and what they are saying. They forgot about that curse of knowledge. They forgot what they didn't know before. So this is really helpful for you with that market research to be thinking about what are they, where are they at when they're coming to you? These people that are coming to you for help with your course, where are they at? What are the things they've already tried? What are they thinking? What are they feeling? We need to know that so that we can start the course on the right path, the right spot. And that will help to trigger your memory of what things you didn't know before or the little tiny details that you thought you could leave out, but you actually can't leave out. I hope that this was helpful for you to be thinking about that curse of knowledge. Maybe it gave you a little bit insight of why you are not creating your course, why you're putting off creating your course. It could be because you have this curse of knowledge and you're forgetting where the starting point is. So take these tips and think about how you can start your course so that you can actually get it off the ground and get it created in the hands of those people that are looking for you and your expertise. <music> 